Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. Got to say thanks to our friends at uh, Cunis and Cunis RV. They they have been fantastic. And uh, one of the big things from Cunis, and normally I would sit here and roll through the whole list of uh, different makes and models that they have, but uh, this comes from Paul. Paul writes me an email, said, hey, uh, my parents own an RV, and I was looking for something to get them for Christmas. I stopped into the Green Bay location of Cunis, and what they pointed me to in the direction of the little light bulbs that go in the awning. Uh, my parents were thrilled with it. The salesman was absolutely awesome, showed me how to set them up, showed me how to slide them in properly, and it was a great experience. I am thinking about buying an RV in the upcoming season. Is there one that you would recommend? I definitely want to go back because Cunis treated me so well. Uh, Paul, I, I tell you what, um, the one that we drive around in, the big in a cruiser, is a Nexus. Now, it depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for a fifth wheel? Are you looking for a motorhome? Are you looking for a tow behind? You know, a little travel trailer, something like that. It depends on what your budget is. But uh, I'll tell you this, stop in to any of the location. If you've got to, you know, do some research, you know, look around a little bit when it comes to uh, the Internet and see maybe floor plans you like or what your budget's looking for and see what you can find out there. And whether it's new or used and even consignments that they take, uh, I'm sure they can get you into something. But it, you're absolutely right. It's it's a great – I've had numerous people that have emailed me and said, what a great experience it's been to go to Cunis RV. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. You want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. Uh, you can get a hold of us over on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch TV. You can email the program thebillmichaels at gmail dot com. Another great way to get a hold of us as well. So plenty of ways, plenty of ways to uh, give us a shout. By the way, Paul at Manasha says all the baseball rule changes for the most part have been well received for the majority. I know it's early, uh, but that is the consensus to date. But do uh, do the ends justify the means? Basically, a lot of we uh, what have we done is dumbing down of the game to make it faster and easier. Uh, but is that actually good for the game? Removing the shift just because it was too effective instead of emphasizing teaching players to be able to hit the ball to multiple fields, limiting throws to bases, encouraging base running and pace of game. Does that remove the head, uh, the head game between the pitcher, catcher, and runner way too much? Paul and Menasha. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, to answer your question. The, the clocks and stuff, I'm all in favor of, okay? I'm all in favor of that. Throws to bags, stop. You know, I mean, if you got a guy leaning, you want to go over to the base a couple of times, three times, five times, whatever it happens to be, who knows? Maybe that, maybe that third time he thinks there's no way he's coming back over, and he's leaning, you catch him in the wrong direction, boom. All of a sudden you got an out at the base. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of putting a runner at second in extra inning games. Maybe after like 15 innings, then I would say put a runner at second. But until that point, no, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, the shift, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it's garbage. In other words, it's the dumbing down because players are just incapable of adjusting their hitting style because they've gone to the grip it and rip it. Uh, it is a softer style of baseball, 100%. Now, the one thing I will say, and you have to keep in mind, is this, is that baseball – Pitching has exceeded hitting by far. And it used to be most pitchers, if you crack 90, you were hurling. You were throwing the ball pretty well, okay? And in today's day and age, most pitchers are 94, 95. And the way that I understand it is that the adjustment rate for a hitter is so minuscule 
it's been the, that that extra four or five miles an hour has made it so diminished in the ability to take the ball the opposite direction that the art of being able to hit the ball and spray the ball anywhere in the ballpark is almost gone. Now it, that's the reason it's just grip it and rip it because pitching has become so good with these pitcher labs that many of these, well, I think all of them have it now. The Brewers were one of the first to have a lab, as they call it, where they put the tiny balls all over you and then you go in and you started throwing. And they looked at your arm location. They looked at your launch angle. They looked at all that different stuff, or release point, I should say. Uh, they they go in and do all of that, and now they can pinpoint the the best area of velocity, the best area of spin rate, all of that stuff. And and pitching has just exceeded hitting. Uh, and then the other aspect of this is, um, the. It's not just – it used to be, you know, you'd face a guy like – go back in the day. Face a guy like Nolan Ryan or Roger Clemens. Uh, you'd get a guy like that. They'd come in, they'd throw you heat. You know, 93, 94-mile-an-hour heat on a consistent. And then you get to the bullpen, and the bullpen was 90, 89 with a lot of movement. So you could kind of adjust. Now every guy coming in is throwing 94. 92, 93, 94, 95, or better, and a closer usually is throwing a lot more heat than that, you know? It used to be that you got a guy that hit 100. I mean, that guy was like a golden arm. Remember when Chapman came into the league with Cincinnati? Chapman was – he consistently threw anywhere between 100 and 110. I, you know, it was just – it was stupid. And then teams started teeing off on him because he just had that unbelievable fastball. But – if you didn't have movement on it, man, it went out just as fast as it, it came down the pipe. So they hit them. So it, now it's even the bullpens that you face in today's game are 92, 93, 94. So I, 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 I don't like it. I agree with you in the sense of being old, old school. You get rid of the ability of, say, the guys like Tony Gwynn, Pete Rose, those guys that just hit for hit for an average – they, they sprayed the ball all over the park. They were really good at hitting with runners in scoring position and putting the ball behind a runner. You know, you look at a guy like Ricky Henderson with the, the steals. They, nobody's stealing anymore. Nobody's stealing. What they're trying to do is, is kind of actually give bases to runners now to make that game exciting, you know, to try to put some more, you know, balls in action, so to speak. So, I, you know, because you don't see many guys utilizing speed on the base paths anymore. They've made the bases bigger and thus a little bit shorter you know, by a few inches. So you, I, I get it, but what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to get through this, this, this capability of, of downturns in the watchability of baseball, but yet you can't just let the game fall by the wayside. I still think uh, there's other ways to do certain things, such as the replays and such, which have really screwed up baseball. But I, you know, some of these rules about the clocks and stuff, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know how much it's going to change, you know, because you wanted to give, you know, a pitcher wanted to walk off the back of the mound and gather himself, you know, you know, grab the rosin bag, look out into the outfield, take a breath. You know, you're getting you're getting PO'd in an umpire or what have you. Now you just got to keep going. You know, how much is that going to play into the mentality of the game? I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. And they're enforcing the hell out of it right now. I want to see how much they actually enforce it come the regular season. That's the next, you know? So I'm I, – I like what I've seen so far. I like the pace of play so far. I like the fact that there have been some, you know, enforcement of the rules so far. But 
we'll wait and see where all this ends up. You know, hey, if it makes the game better, I'm all for it. 100% for it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Again, give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Here's something for you. Our buddy Jimmy Shapiro emails me out of betonline.ag. They got a graphic based on Twitter data in the final month of the regular season, December 8th through January 8th, tracking tweets, hashtags, and direct keyword phrases about the NFL being, quote, scripted, fixed, rigged. Which fan base talks most about the conspiracy theories? For example, uh, running queries for tweets that were from the Cowboys fans, uh, that also included scripted, fake, rigged, all that kind of stuff, repeating that for each team. Uh, the playoffs, by the way, not included. But the rankings were based on the overall percentage of fan tweets that were about the NFL being fake or scripted or rigged. This is interesting. This is interesting. The uh, the fan bases that feel they're being screwed the most by the NFL and the NFL does not want them to win. The Cowboys are the number one whiniest fan base. Believe it or not, the Rams were number two, Broncos number three, Cardinals four, Seahawks five, Bills fifth, or sixth, I should say. Seventh are the Green Bay Packers. Eighth, Cincinnati. Ninth, Tampa Bay. And tenth was the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are your top ten. Cowboys, Rams, Broncos, Cardinals, Seahawks, Bills, Packers, Bengals, Buccaneers, Eagles. Right behind them was the Steelers and then the Chiefs. The least... The least fan bases, the least five, were the Jets, the Commanders, the Bears, the Texans, and the Browns. The least five. And let's be honest, the Jets, they had their own issues with quarterbacks. The Commanders, nobody complains about the Commanders because even their own fan base wants their owner out. The Bears, they just know they're bad. The Texans, they know they're bad. And the Browns, they know they were bad. So there you go. Interesting. I have to, I'll have to repost that. It's an interesting query right there. Yeah, right? Jason says because those fan bases all know they suck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bad teams aren't complaining. They're just complaining about the bad teams. So there there you go. Uh, that's rather interesting. I like that. Good stuff from our buddy G- Jimmy Shapiro. Yeah. So the Cowboys, the number one most complainingest fan base out there. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Andrew. Uh, hey, unit. Oops. The Green Bay Packers fans always complaining about something. Oh, yeah, there's news. Uh, Then he goes on to say, uh, let's put out the how much can we complain about Aaron Rodgers tweets. What fan base would complain the most? Probably both fan bases would be right there. The Cowboys who complain about everything and the Packers fans who have been spoiled for years and years and years. Um, Just shut up and hell. Okay, just shut up and live in my hell that is being a Chicago Bears fan. You know, here's the thing, Andrew. I... 
the the I don't think Packers fans are spoiled. I really don't. I know that that's easy to say. I just think that there's an expectation level. Packers fans all in all are very knowledgeable. I mean, a lot of fan bases are, don't get me wrong. But there's an expectation. You've you've been accustomed to success. You know that your franchise has had success. And you know what you have in front of you. You know that you have quality quarterback play. And we know it's a quarterback-driven league, right? So, of course, you look at things in a different light. If you are, say, Chicago, my God, you traded up for Mitch Trubisky. You know you're bad. You're in a quarterback-driven league. You know where you're at, right? Certainly. Certainly. So if you know you've got Justin Fields and you traded away Roquan Smith, your defense has gotten weaker over the last few years, you know you're in the midst of somewhat of a rebuild, and there's even the possibility, the talk, the discussion of trading away your quarterback early on in this draft because you have that number one pick, that you could possibly do that. So you understand all of that. You know where you're at. You're not a team that's on the cusp of winning a championship or even getting the postseason for that matter, right? So there's a level of expectation there, or not. So Packers fans, yeah, you have a right to yell. You have a right to be mad because at the beginning of the season, for decades, you've been picked as a, a team that could be in the top five to win a Super Bowl. And to fall short consistently is frustrating. It's not spoiled. It's frustrating. Right? I I don't, you know, I don't know any fan base that's picked to have success that at the end of the year, when things don't go right, go, ah, that's okay. That's okay. No biggie. Here comes baseball. You know, there's no fan base that does that. If you are picked to win something and you fall short, you're pissed. As a fan, you had expectations. You had higher than high hopes and expectations of better. And when they don't come through, yeah, you're mad about it. That goes goes for anything. That goes for anything. And, you know, I get it because fans with losing franchises will say, oh, boy, feel our pain. Yeah, but your pain is, is your pain because your team sucks. Cleveland's been Cleveland for how long? You know, Indianapolis, you haven't really been good since Andrew Luck called it a career. Really since going all the way back to when Peyton Manning was there. Andrew Luck didn't do a whole lot for you, but he kept you viable because of the ability to be a good quarterback. But you haven't really had the heyday since Peyton Manning. Going before that, Johnny Unitas. I mean, you were the team, for God's sakes, that had Arch Schleister at a quarterback at one point. So you didn't have much expectation. Think about bad teams that have had a lot of bad football for a lot of bad years, and every year they say they're going to get better, but we all know it's a quarterback-driven league, and unless you've got Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or a a younger version of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or what have you, you, unless you don't have that that expectation, right? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Matthew says the Bears traded up one spot. The key word there, Matthew, is first of all, they traded up to get Trubisky, who wasn't even that good. Correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't even a, a, he, he was a complete bust. I don't care if they traded up a half a spot. I don't care if they gave away a bag of footballs. It was the wrong move, and Trubisky's not good. 
The fact that you have to say, well, they only traded up one spot <laughs> makes you stupid. Trubisky wasn't a good quarterback to begin with. Everybody knew it but the Bears. What is Trubisky doing now? As a first-round first, uh, first round draft choice, he's a backup. Back, what, I think he's, what, in Pittsburgh? He's a backup in Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh job was wide open. He couldn't get that. And yet they made him a first-round draft choice and traded up to do it and gave something away to get him to their franchise. If you want to justify that, you got to be a dumb Bears fan. Dumb. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, you still got to the end of the month. you got a few days left today and tomorrow. you got to get the appointment on the books. Call them. 0% financing for 48 months. Right now, you got to do it to the end of the month. 0% financing, 48 months, right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I love these things. I've had them in my home for a while now, and I swear by them. And you know me. I don't, uh, I don't talk about or endorse anything that I don't believe in. These I do. Uh, I've got the beautiful uh, big giant patio doors downstairs. I've got the wood windows up here. There's Impervia, which is even stronger than fiberglass. They have the vinyl windows. They have something for your budget something for your style, whether it's interior, exterior, roll screens, slider screens, slider windows, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. All you got to do is call, and right now, 0% for 48 months at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, and see for yourself. And get the appointment on the books today, tomorrow. Just call and schedule. Say, hey, I want to get that deal. Still have time? Yes, but get that appointment on the books. Do it right now. Right now, more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of 0% interest for up to 48 months when you lock in your prices by February 28th. I'm Gina Della from Pella. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget, no matter the season. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry, designed to keep the cold outside where it belongs. Lock in your prices by February 28th and get 0% interest for up to 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com. Welcome back. Good to have you. Got a couple people that have asked uh, about the motorcycle ride coming up here in uh, Labor Day weekend on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And yes, uh, please put it on your calendar. Yes, we are still. uh, This year's motorcycle ride is still going to be. uh, It's not going to be in uh, July, even though they moved the uh, Harley Davidson rally. It is Sunday, September 3rd, Sunday, September 3rd. And uh, that is what we're going to do is we're going to ride on Sunday, September. It's really kind of cool, actually, because now we're a standalone. We're really the only big event going on that weekend. So if you are a rider and you're always accustomed to getting out and riding on Labor Day weekend, it's kind of one of the last hurrahs before 
the weather begins to change and, uh, you know, football season fully hits and all that kind of stuff. So that's it. So on Sunday, uh, Sunday, September 3rd of Labor Day weekend is uh, the motorcycle ride. And we've got, we are in the hopper. We have uh, announcements coming. We're putting some details together. Uh, but some things are changing this year and for the better, for the better. And we're really excited about it, but a lot of moving parts right now. And I don't normally get everything pretty much solidified until about May, you know, into the end of April, beginning of May. But it, we are working on it almost on the daily. Um, but, uh, you know, people just are looking at breakdowns and rides. And num- as we grow, the problem is as we grow, the, um, the ability for some of these places to handle all of the, the riders and such uh, – it, it becomes we can't necessarily go into some of the same places we've been before because the ride has gotten so big, So, uh, which is a tremendous problem to have. And I don't consider it a problem. I consider it a blessing because many uh, motorcycle riders in the state of Wisconsin and really beyond the borders have looked to us to say this is something not only is it worthwhile, you know, in supporting veterans and those that are in need and families and such for the uh, Fisher House Wisconsin, uh, but they've also looked at it as, One of the better rides in the state of Wisconsin. I think we're the second largest ride in the state of Wisconsin now. And it is, it's, it's always a great time. We try to try to provide some really good entertainment and a lot of unique things that many other rides don't offer. Uh, And with some things changing this year, we want to make sure we don't lose that level of quality. So we're really doing everything we can to make sure it's great. And we're just trying to make sure we do our due diligence. So I don't have all the details. Uh, I do have a, an idea, but I don't want to, you know, say anything and then have it change and have it look uh, to be erroneous. So I will, uh, I will continue to update. I will continue to post, and I wanted to let you know. So thanks so much uh, to to Marty and company and Rob for asking about it. But yes, we are still having it, and yes, it is still going to be on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout. Feel free. Um, this is from John the other day who said, uh, you ask if uh, 8 and 9 is fun when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. He said, not really, but neither is getting bounced in the playoffs every year. If they bring Rodgers back, I would expect more of the same with another Rodgers watch next year. This team could this team could conceivably be without both Rodgers and Love next year if they do not pick up Love's option, and he leaves in free agency and Rodgers retires. That would make grooming love for three-plus years a complete waste of the picks. That's from John and Howard. Um, yeah. You know, first of all, they're not going to lose love to free agency. That's not going to happen. My guess is if they lose love, it's only because they trade him away. And if they trade him away, it's because they don't really believe him. So I'll, I'll go there first. You're, you're not going to be stupid enough to draft him in the first round. And, or in the uh, you know, to jump up and get him, which he was projected to go in the second or possibly even third, depending on where you looked. But to look at him and go, okay, we're just going to let him walk away. You're not going to do that. You would you would resign him and trade him, uh, or I don't think you're going to tag him. But you would you would probably pick up that option and then trade him away at that point for something. But but nobody, um, you know, James says nobody want is going to want love. Yeah, they will. Somebody will. Somebody will. If, if, I mean, put it this way. And, and James, you bring up a great point. You said nobody's going to want love. And my question is why? Why would nobody want Jordan Love? 
Well, we haven't seen enough of him. Well, the game that he did prepare for, two games he did prepare for, one was Kansas City, he looked bad. The second one was the second half against Detroit the year prior. Okay, didn't look good. But he looked really good in those nine passes he threw against Philadelphia. In the preseason last year, he dropped a couple of dimes. You know, had a couple of really good passes. He dropped in a bucket. Okay. And just his positioning in the draft, maybe there were some other teams that as he was up and coming into the draft thought maybe they could pick him up in a later round. Maybe they would have liked to have had him. Maybe there's some teams out there that thought he was pretty good coming into the draft. So you might find that optimism. But when you say nobody's going to want love, um, see, James says he's been outplayed by every camp arm they've brought in by wide margins. It's funny you say that. So my argument is, then why are so many fans screaming for Jordan Love to play? Nobody answers that for me. Because of the passes he threw against Philadelphia? You know, again, I go back to nine passes, a couple of good drives. I That I understand. I give him credit for. But this whole thing about Rodgers needs to go and it's love time. Love time. Let's do this. You know, I still live under the, the saying of be careful what you wish for. You know? I, I, I go back to the college days. You know, as James said, marginal numbers at a marginal school and a marginal conference. That's pretty much it. That's kind of a really good synopsis. I never thought he was anything great coming into the league. Then again, you know what? People didn't think Tom Brady was great coming into the league. You know? Uh, James says, GM Mark Murphy fell in love with love. No, he didn't. <laughs> Mark Murphy had nothing to do with the Jordan Love pick. I'll tell you that right now. Nothing. Um, Brandon says, what I've seen from Jordan Love, I don't know if it was uh, first-time jitters or just trying to live up to the expectations to be like Rodgers. Otherwise, I think he's okay. So you'll take the optimistic side. You'll say the nine passes against Philadelphia are indicative of his upcoming career versus the entire game and a half that he's played prior to that. You know, I again, I, it just depends on what camp you fall into. If you are a mad at Aaron Rodgers, and I've said all along, had Rodgers had another MVP-type-esque performance this past year, there'd be a lot more people, a lot more tolerant. I think when you look at the money, and there's a lot of what fantasy football has done is made a lot of people a lot smarter when it comes to the management of money and the management of team rosters, okay? So logic would tell you there's many things that you should do in the NFL at certain times. And I, I can't disagree with that, right? But what it's also done is made you blind to the player and to certain scenarios in locker rooms and such. So, and I agree with you on a lot of different cases. I'll say, look, the sense and sensibility right now would say logic, monetary logic, all of that, just flat out no, no other parameter involved yeah it's probably time probably time to move on from roger 
Okay. But the sense and sensibility side of heart of what it is people, because you look at rosters and you say, wow, this is where they need to be. This is what should go on. You know, this is what, what cap room they should have. This is what they shouldn't do. Uh, but also this is a, a different experience. This is not like just, you know, deciding that, uh, you know, after so many years when the Bears said goodbye to Mitch Trubisky, ah, you know what, it's time to move on. We're going to start the rebuild. That's, that's, that's not what this franchise does. And secondly, you're not kicking Mitch Trubisky to the curb. You're, you're kicking a first ballot, hands-down, blind-eyed comparison Hall of Famer to the curb. A guy that if he comes back with the vengeance as he's played with in the past, with a chip on his shoulder when everybody has doubted him, and comes back to kick ass, you would expect this year to be a big year. You know? You would expect it to be a big year. And that that's that's where people tend to turn the blind eye. It's like they don't care. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to read about it. They just give me my team. I want to have a team that's viable and capable of winning a championship. I want to see what they can do. And then, after all said and done, everybody's still going to hate Joe Barry. <laughs> uh, see, Randy, the, the, it's it's not a bright question. Randy says, well, they kicked a Hall of Fame quarterback to the curb once. Why not now? Because they had another guy they knew was extremely good waiting in the wings, Randy. That's why. Because you knew Rodgers was capable. You knew it. You saw it. You saw what he did to the scout team or with the scout team against the ones. You saw how he was eating up even guys like Charles Woodson. You saw it. You saw the knowledge. You saw the ability to play. Hell, even Brett Favre knew it because you saw it. That's why. That's a great point. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Can you smell it? Fresh cut green grass, a spring rain, and how about the soft wafting smoke coming from your grill? Now, isn't that the perfect picture? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me add one more thing. A filet, a New York strip, a thick cut pork chop, or how about a tomahawk ribeye? Now that's a picture. Schulze Family Beef, they can help you paint your warm weather masterpiece. Schulze can have all of that and a whole lot more delivered right to your doorstep. And all you have to do is go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That's S-C-H-O-L-Z-E FamilyBeef.com. Good to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley out there in uh, Oconomowoc. Summit, to be uh, exact. Tonight, braised short ribs. That's what they're talking about. And you want to swing in. Uh, they've got to the Monday night meal. Starts at 4 o'clock today. Homemade soups today. Spicy sausage, beer cheese, stuffed pepper and chili. And uh, all, of course, they have some gluten-free stuff as well, but they've got uh, potatoes, but those braised short ribs. Man, I got a picture of them on their uh, Facebook page. Woof, those things look good. Stoley's Hog Alley, which is back open. It's renovated. It's beautiful. Still, ha- still has that new bar smell, all that kind of good stuff. And don't forget about Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown, too. Tremendous places to go and enjoy yourself with uh, your just, just you, friends, family, whatever. But say hi to Jeff and Alicia when you go there, for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Vicky hanging in there. Vicky, how you doing? 
Hi, Bill. Great. I'm happy to listen, be listening to you and affirming the Packers like you are. Appreciate it. My uh, parents bought tickets to the original City Stadium, Lambeau Field, of course, and mm-hmm. we've suffered through the 70s and the 80s, and a little tough to take, but 30 years of success since has been wonderful. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about, and when you were mentioning about season ticket holders, and the price and the, you know, proverbially selling their tickets or whatever, mm-hmm. is that about four years ago, I think it was in the state of New York, they had a um, lawsuit, and it was, it went, well, it depends on how you look at it, against the season ticket holders. So that now when you sell tickets, they can be sold below face value. Mm-hmm. And before, that wasn't true. I mean, you, you never could take a beating, so to speak, you could only gain. And now, that's why um, we've had fans sitting around us that said, oh, yeah, I bought my tickets yesterday because they dropped down to, you know, 30 bucks." Right. For some of the games that, let's say, aren't as popular. Last mm-hmm. year, for instance, um, the Dallas game, just for fun, we, we go on and check on, the, on that uh, secondary market. And those were probably the highest for the year of all the um, – you know, if you wanted to sell your tickets. But right. it, it's just been interesting. So anyhow, no, I don't think there's that huge market out there that people think there is. Well, for some games there will be, like Kansas City right. this coming year and stuff. Yeah, then, but, you know, some of the others, not so true. The other you know, thing I, was, it, it, I agree with ahead. you, but then again, you it, even if you sell them below value, you'll still get something for them as opposed to not using oh, them. Oh, yeah, no Absolutely. We've never had a losing year, if that's what you're getting at. Right. I mean, right. we there's enough of us that we don't sell that many, but still. The other thing I wanted to say is if they, God help us, if we go into a vast decline in the 70s and the 80s again, um, <laughs> the one thing about the stadium, again, having been there for a long time, is if they would go to the other type of seating and go away from the bench seating, there'd right. be about 12,000 tickets lost so to speak right but it would be a frankly if things got that bad they would lose 12,000 season ticket holders mm-hmm. frank you know and then they either could pick them off off the list which you alluded to and it's true but it would also be a way then of changing the seating and getting down to what is probably a, a re- more realistic number for the area the 70,000 mm-hmm. so it would it would be fun yeah. to look at um, I don't know. No, I'm not going to turn in our tickets. Heck. You yeah. Know. I don't think many people are, are waiting for them down the line. Exactly. I think I appreciate the phone call. I don't think many people are waiting, uh, you know, for, for the loss of like a mass amount of season tickets that go by the wayside. I, I, I just don't. I do know that they do roll some over every year, but it's not, it's not vast. Now, if you have a decade of losing, say, well, then maybe it becomes a little more, a little more likely. Like you're gonna, you know, in some way, shape, or form, start to drop uh, when it comes to season ticket holders, and you start to go through that that waiting list a little bit more. But I can't imagine in in today's day and age, I cannot imagine that you cannot turn a franchise around within two to three years if you if if you have a smart general manager. You have some money and a smart GM, and you find yourself a good and serviceable quarterback. You should be able to turn around within a couple of years. 
you know. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to call in? Go ahead and do so. Dave says, uh, all the talk about Aaron Rodgers makes me kind of laugh. We can't do a damn thing until he makes a decision. I know we hate waiting. Everybody likes it, uh, like you say, Bill, a fast food world here and now. But we just have to wait, and once he makes his decision, then all the decisions fall into place. Give him a little bit more time. That's from Dave. Uh, this is from Steven. Steven says, uh, hey, unit, love the program, love the Packers chatter, even in the off season." He says, I think they're going to restructure a few more contracts, get about 15 to 20 million under the cap. Then Rodgers comes back. They get about another 10 million there. There's going to be about 20 million to spend on players. Uh, I'm excited about the upcoming season. Run it back one more time. Ryan says, uh, let's get rid of the diva now while he still has some value because after next year and he gets beat up and his legs look even worse, he's going to be worth nothing. Make the move. That's from Ryan. Ryan, appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Kind of dissenting opinions there. In back-to-back emails. And I get it. Uh, And then this is from Linda who says, uh, with all the problems, I don't feel that the Packers fans are spoiled. I just think that they've had to deal with a lot of divas and prima donnas at the quarterback position. You've been lucky enough to have that kind of quarterback play for years and years and years. The problem is when the careers come to an end, guys like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre cannot let go. They love the adulations the fans – they love the adulation the fans give them and therefore – that feeds the ego and feeds the beast, and the Packers allow it to happen. Well, yes and no. I mean, but look what Tampa Bay did. They got a shot at getting Tom Brady. Tom Brady was in his 40s. And they're like, we'll do whatever it takes. They not only did whatever it takes, they even moved a, after they win a Super Bowl, they got rid of the head coach because the head coach and the quarterback didn't see eye to eye. It's not just the Packers. You know, you'll do you'll move mountains when you have a good quarterback, you're going to see what Philadelphia is going to do eventually. You obviously have started to see what Kansas City is doing. You know, you'll see what happens with, you know, the Buffalo Bills and Josh. You're really going to see it coming up here in the short because you saw that Kyler Murray got when all the griping and whining and foot stomping that he did. They gave him what he wanted out in Arizona. You know, look for a decent quarterback. Look what, even though it was dumb, look what Cleveland did just to get Deshaun Watson. Now, that's probably the outlier because they're a pack of idiots over there. But you get the point. You know, and then look what's going to happen in Cincinnati. And that is an unbelievably tight-ass franchise in Cincinnati. I mean, tight, like tight, tight. Like, go to bed at night, put a lump of coal in your ass, wake up with a diamond the next day, kind of tight. You know, that's a tight organization. Always has been. Because the only business they have, I mean, they have some you know, satellite businesses, but the business, their business is the business of football. That's it. Always has been. So they're tight. And look what they're going about. They're about to go through with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and other guys on that team that are coming up on, on, on contracts. So they're going to go through this. Who do you keep? Who do you do? Who do you keep around to keep the quarterback happy? What are they going to put up with? You know, not to, not to say Joe Burrow is going to become some kind of a a crazy egomaniacal maniac or anything, but you know, every, every franchise goes through it when you have that guy, you know, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to more of the bill. Michael show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the bill. Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network.
Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of 0% interest for up to 48 months when you lock in your prices by February 28th. I'm Gina Della from Pella. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget, no matter the season. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. Designed to keep the cold outside where it belongs. Lock in your prices by February 28th and get 0% interest for up to 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com. We continue on the Bill Michaels Show. When I was, uh, when I was going through a downturn in my life, we'll say, or the emancipation, one of the two, uh, I ended up uh, refining my house. And one of the people that helped me along the way was my buddy Scott Ellis. And Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial, fantastic people. But uh, the biggest selling point for me was, one, he walked me through it. Uh, the process was incredibly easy. Uh, and I'm not a very studious person when it comes to stuff like that. He walked me through it, told me you know, how things were going to be, what I needed to do, what I needed to get done. And it was awesome. Uh, so that was first. Secondly, he was available the entire time. Uh, he got me a terrific rate, uh, shot me around, and took care of things. And it's it's ever since then, it's been fantastic. Even through another refi, it has been absolutely awesome. And I can't say enough about him. Get a hold of him, 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial. Again, 414-791-7771. And right now in today's day and age, in today's market, with the interest rates that have gone up, he's got a deal. It's it's called a 2-1 buy-down. Now, I don't know all the details of this. I'm not the salesperson. I'm merely the sheep herder. But if you're looking to buy or looking to refi, they've got a 4.5% offer and a 2-1 buy-down. He can explain to you how the whole thing works, and he's getting results with this. So, again, call him, 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771. That is my buddy Scott Ellis and Homeside Financial. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. By the way, the uh, the top 25 standings for college basketball, uh, and I had mentioned Marquette in the top 10. Marquette's actually at number six right now. Marquette went up in uh, number six in the uh, USA Today College Coaches Poll and the AP Top 25 poll. Only three teams in the Big Ten this year in the top 25. Only three of them. And uh, that's Maryland, uh, obviously Purdue, and then Indiana. Who uh, Indiana, by the way, swept Purdue in the season series in the in-state rivalry games. Indiana beat Purdue twice this year. They just won at Mackey Arena over the weekend. But, yeah, some good stuff uh, Some good stuff there for Indiana basketball. But uh, only three Big Ten teams in the top 25 this season. So a little bit of a well, – I want to say a little bit of a down year anyway for college hoops when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, Big, Ten, Big Ten basketball. 877 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Do it. Uh, this one's from uh, the Milwaukee mayor, uh, not the actual mayor, but he calls himself Milwaukee mayor. He's a Brewers fan, by the way, big time Brewers fan. 
Uh, he says, uh, looking forward to the Brewers coming back home. I think the pitch clock is going to be awesome if you looked at some of the numbers coming out of spring training so far. Uh, give me your thoughts on eliminating the shift, though. Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. And I think anytime you, as, it's, as it was called, and not by myself, but by an emailer, calling the dumbing down of baseball, I don't think it's good for the sport. Uh, but I do understand the analytical side of things and what it is they do have to work with. And the fact that pitching has gotten so much better, the ability to hit faster and faster and faster reaction time-wise is somewhat diminished. Uh, it doesn't leave a lot of mental, you know, ambiguity, so to speak. You, you, I mean, it's like you, you're basically gripping it and ripping it. If it's anywhere near what you believe to be a strike zone, you're just you're swinging with everything you got. And that's kind of where where a lot of teams are teaching right now. So I, I'm not a fan of eliminating the shift. I do. I, I am a fan, however, though, of putting the ball in play more, more movement on the base paths, and more action within the game. And I think overall that's, that sells the game. You know? Uh, 877-867-1670. We got a lot more to get to. Another hour yet to go. Hang in there. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.